Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our friend here, Kat Lyacone, joining us, the founder and CEO of Career Leverage Life Coaching. Yes, she's back to talk today more about the work she does and, of course, all the offerings that she has. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for uh, having me back. Nice to see you again. Same here. Uh, For those new time listeners, let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you do. I'm going to tell them the website, careerleveragecoach.com. So give us a little overview as to the type of services you offer. All right. Thanks. Um, I am a career and life coach. So One of the things that I've been working on lately is um, especially more with clients that are looking to change careers Mm -hmm. and they're a little stuck. You know, they want to do something different, not really sure what they want to do. Where do they even begin in this job market? So that's where they can come to someone like me, a career coach, and I can help them navigate some obstacles, talk more through the situation and then see how I might be able to help them land that perfect job, walking them through step by step. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we're excited today. Uh, We're going to go into a little bit about uh, what recruiters are saying about resumes and what specific information are they looking for, right? Yes, yes. I had really had the benefit of meeting with several different recruiters over the past uh, few weeks. So I was like, all right, what does my candidate need to really get your attention? And it was great because they first talked about keep the format neat and clean, Mm -hmm. not too many graphics, even the fonts. The fonts can be fun, right? They show a little personality, a little style. But they said typically they really just like to keep it to like Times Times Roman or Calibri, right? Something simple, one of the the simple fonts. Um, Something else they want, you know, in the header. Again, keep it simple, maybe the name, email, phone number, no personal address is needed, as long as they know how to reach you and contact you. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing on the resume is the summary or objective statement. So these are three bullets describing what makes that particular candidate, why are they a good fit for the position? Okay. Got to note those unique skills because employers, they're saying a lot of, you know, information. I think we talked about one of our sessions before Recruiters only have about six to 13 seconds, oh. right, to look to look at a, a resume to mm-hmm. decide if they're going to continue reading or do they move on to the next one. So you want to make sure in that summary, because that's one of the first things they're going to read, that it really stands out to be like, all right, I, I want to read more. This candidate is a good fit, right? Or you have those objectives that match that job, right? And then the next thing is your experience. I thought that um, I was under the assumption for years, even uh, as myself going through corporate America, that, you know, have seven or eight robust bullets, especially if you've been with a company for like 10 years, you want to show all the great things that you've done. Mm -hmm. These recruiters are saying, no, only put three bullets per job. Really? Yes. Now, they said they could be a little more wordy, so it doesn't have to be like a five, you know, five word phrase. So it Mm -hmm. can have a little bit more robust language. But they said, no, really only three. Beyond that, they really stop reading. They said they really don't read past it. Right. So uh, being cognizant of their time and putting a resume kind of like in this format Mm -hmm. really helps them like, go, okay, great. Let's move on. Right. Because that's what we want to do for candidates. Yeah. 
Now, here's something interesting I found out about experience. What they talked about with experience in the tech industry and healthcare, they really don't like to see more than six or seven years of experience. Okay. Right? Healthcare, if maybe if you're a doctor or a nurse, they probably want to see more, you know, if you've been in that line of work. But typically they don't. They want to keep it nice and clean. Sales, they do want to see 10, 15 years because it shows a history of being in the field, right? And then being really good. So um, so those are some things, you know, to think about, just even on the layout, right? Okay. So there you go. You have your header, objective, your experience. Um, and then for what you put into the bullets, right? Ooh. So what do you say about your job? What, what do they want to know about, right? They want to know about responsibility and they want to know about impact. Yeah. What did you do? And what was the impact that you had? Uh, so here's an example. Let's say you were a responsible for three regional unit locations, right? And the impact was you generated an increased annual revenue by, let's say, 100K, 100,000, okay. right? You showed the responsibility of being you know, responsible for the, those regional units. Then you also showed the impact you had on that. So that's a great bullet that someone could just put. And that could, you know, Technically summarize maybe a year of, of someone's job, right? Just showing that so here's true. what I did and here's what I accomplished. Now, you mentioned, uh, just curious, uh, back up a step. We're talking about resumes. I mean, my old school resume probably is a few pages at this point. I haven't used a resume in a while, and that's probably outdated. <laughs> so please remind us how concise a resume should be and how important is it to include all of your employment history because I'm, I'm thinking it's one or two pages probably tops right yes one or two pages one preferably um something that these again these recruiters were saying they don't need to know mm -hmm. all the details of positions that really aren't relevant to the one you're applying right so let's say you're going for a sales job and along the way, you work for an art studio for a while, mm -hmm. or, you know, you did another type of job that wasn't even sales related. Unless they specifically ask, you don't even have to put that on the resume, which can help keep it shorter, mm -hmm. right? Again, they want that target market, like keep it clean, only tell me what is relevant to my job. It's almost like thought provoking. Yeah. That's, that's almost what you want, just enough to the, get you in the door. You can have a conversation more robust about what you're, uh, what you're doing. Got it. Well, thanks for that. And uh, I know hard skills, soft skills, goal setting, goal strategies. We have a lot to conquer here. Let's just remind everyone how we can reach you, share your website and best form could be uh, social media pages. You want to add a phone number, anything in particular is good to have Kat. Great. All right. So the website again is careerleveragecoach.com. You can always email me at Kat, C-A-T, at careerleveragecoach.com. You can also reach out to me. I'm at 203-309-1007. And I do want to mention for anyone who's interested in coaching, I do offer a free consultation. This is a nice 20-minute conversation to talk about a client that may be interested in the services or go, can you tell me again what you do? Right? So I have no problem explaining it. I get to find out more about a potential client and then see if it's a good fit and if we want to move forward. Perfect. Thank you so much. Let's continue the conversation. There's no break today. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, all right. So hard skills and soft skills. I think yeah. most of us may know the, the hard skills, right? It's our technical skills, uh, what we what we actually know and what we can prove on paper, our achievements, our education. Those are like hard skills. Okay. 
The recruiter said they're really looking for soft skills. That's what's really pulling their attention right now. Okay. Because they want to know character traits. Are you adaptable? Can you handle conflict management? Do you foster teamwork? Right? What do they say? The one bad apple can ruin the whole bundle or something like that. And it is true, right? So if they're bringing in, they want to bring in, companies want to bring in um, staff members that will honor their culture, and be okay. part of their culture, understand it, right? And want and, and understand being a good communicator can really, can really help that culture. So as, as people can offer that to prospective employers and recruiters and show that, um, that just gives them one better advantage in, in going on to the next phase of the interview process. Beautiful. Thank you. What's next on the agenda? Um, interview tips, right? I thought I'd mention some interview tips <clears throat> that I've learned throughout my coaching is uh, that a lot of employers, when they ask you a question, to think about how do I, how do I answer that? Mm-hmm. They use the STAR method. Oh. So be a STAR. So what does STAR stand for? It stands for situation, okay. task, action, and result. So when they ask you a question, they're like, all right, well, tell us about a situation where you were able to mm-hmm. help out your organization, right? So I would go, okay, here's my situation. My company's spending too much on supplies. The costs are getting out of control. Mm-hmm. That was the, right? the task. You need to identify ways to reduce spending without sacrificing the quality of work. Okay. So that's the task. How do we do it? The action, we sourced out uh, the supplies needed with different vendors to identify cost savings, switched to a new vendor. What was the result? We saved 20% in office supplies. So there's your star. Wow. Situation, it's- task, action, result. Got it. Mm-hmm. Setting up those strategies. How do we do that? All right. So setting up strategies. So the, the key thing about goals is somebody asked me, go, why do, why do I really need a goal? And I said, well, we can have ideas, passions, interests in our mind. But that's all they are, right? So how do we turn it into a goal is we actually have to take action, mm-hmm. right? We have to do something. We have to create a plan, put it on paper, talk to someone about it, actually kind of get it out of us. And I think that's like the first step. And another reason why goals are really great is because they activate effort, right? So they provide you the motivation to do the work, to take the action, right? So they're motivating you. They're directing your effort. You actually know where you're focused, right? You're like not just floundering or just doing this or that. You actually have steps. So it's directing your focus. And the best part is it stretches our knowledge. When we are really reaching a goal, it's because it's something that we currently don't have. Right. So then how do we get it? We get it by stretching, right? Stretching our knowledge. Saying, Wait a minute. How can I work out that? And then we're tapping into our creativity skills. And it just seems to all just like marry really good together. It's like, okay, I'm on board. I'm motivated. I like this goal. Let's move forward. Right. So just like we have the STAR method for the interview, right? What I like, I have another acronym for you. And some people I'm sure have heard of this. They're called SMART goals. S-M-A-R-T. Okay. And the reason why they're a smart goal is the five words, uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. Ah. So smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely, right? 
So I like examples. So I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say that you want to get a job, new job in 2024, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I want to get a new job this year. Yeah. And that's a that's a clear goal, right? Sure. But there's, but there's nothing really else specific about it, right? So instead, you could say something like within six months, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to begin working at my new job specific. Uh, with a flexible schedule that allows me to balance my health care needs or balance my uh, child care needs, utilize my certifications, and has great health benefits, <laughs> right? With specific, this is the job I want, measurable, attainable, six months is is a good goal, right? When someone's looking for a job, four to six months is a realistic goal to, to get that ball rolling. Yeah. Relevant, all these things were relevant to her, and, and she got the time. And by the way, just for those that don't know your background, I think it's always good to point out how long you've been doing this and what brought you into this field. Would you mind sharing? No, not at all. Um, So I've been in corporate America. I was in corporate America for over 25 years. And each one of my roles seemed to have some uh, consistency with helping people at a deeper level. Okay. I was in healthcare, real estate. um, I was in senior living and even academia. And in all these roles, I, I would do administrative work, work on programs, but it was the one-on-one communication that I really liked the most with individuals. Yeah. Got a little deeper, right? Got a little deeper than just business. It got into a you know, little bit more of the nooks and crannies of life uh, and, and inside people's um, feelings and emotions that were a little deeper than just surface. So as I was doing this, I realized that that was my sweet spot. That's what I really enjoyed doing. So how could I do that? And then that's when I came across life coaching. I went ahead and got certified. I'm continuing with my certifications. I'm going to level up here very shortly. Um, So I really enjoy it. So now I'm doing all I can to uh, be educated. And um, I've coached a number of people. And I have a couple programs that, that I offer them as well. Good. Thank you again. And also, you know, we're, you're in the field where uh, I feel like everything, when I was looking for jobs back in the day, everything was, it was a lot of mailing out resumes and all. Could you share the importance of now? It's like, link, everyone's on like LinkedIn, right? Isn't that one of like the top online career, uh, you know, sites? Is there others as well? Uh, I find that LinkedIn seems to be seems to be the, uh, the go-to network. Okay. There could be some specific ones in industries, mm-hmm. you know, industry dependent. But yes, uh, employers will look you up on LinkedIn when you submit a resume, they're going to see. So I think for anyone who's trying for a job, if your LinkedIn page looks a little stale, you might want to refresh it. Good idea. Um, Also, please, I I tell everyone, please make sure your resume matches your experience on LinkedIn. If there's a variation, the employer is going to be deterred because they're not really sure, well, who are you? Or what job do you really want? Got it. And everything's online now. So even social media is applicable. So a lot of don't, don't a lot of people now like search who you are before they even hire you. So like, be careful about your social media. <laughs> you might, we're yes. talking about visualization, positive outcomes, but visualization is you got to also worry how we are visible to people too. Absolutely. That's something else that, that was recommended even in, in an article I recently read that talked about, look yourself up online ah. as you're applying and go if if this employer looks me up on social media or just punched in my name on google what would come up yeah right so this way if heaven forbid something isn't accurate you know you could you could address it head on as opposed to uh getting the repercussions of something maybe that was was not true 
Thank you for that. All right. And how do you help people with their goals and uh, visualizing things? All right. So one of the one one more uh, little goal uh, strategy okay. I wanted to share first was uh, the use of reverse planning. I liked this. Right. So this is a strategy that scientists even showed that was beneficial. So let's say right again. Let's go back to the getting a job because that's kind of what I'm talking about today. So let's say that okay, you want to get a job. So you would actually start with the last thing you did instead okay. of the first thing you would do. So let's say number one would be. Um, the last action might be negotiating salary and benefits. Before that, you'd be sending a thank you letter for the job interview. Mm -hmm. Before that, the job interview. Before that, the the job interview invitation and so on to to keep on working back to your your current place. They actually say the reverse planning, it helps you achieve the goal better because you've already seen the goal. So kind of like as we're going to talk about visualization, same idea. Okay. So it's you talk about like when you, um, when you can actually visualize something that you do not have. Okay. If you do it regularly, your mind actually gets used to that behavior. So if you really went into kind of like in a little bit more detail, where um, let's say that you have a job interview next week, or even a major presentation, right? You're nervous already. You're a little bit worried about it. You're worried about giving poor answers. Maybe you won't know everything. Instead of thinking negatively, right? Okay. That sometimes you do. That's human nature. Um, to use visualization to imagine the interview goes well or the presentation goes well. Picture yourself standing confidently in front of all these people, right? Describing uh, your past achievements. Let's say it's an interview or that you're doing that presentation that you're so passionate about yeah. and you did all the research. Right. You can imagine the people sitting in the room. You can mm -hmm. imagine the start of the presentation, everything that you'll say. There's something about that when you practice actually doing it, when you do it, it's like you've already done it. Athletes do this. Athletes are very good at this, right? Playing tennis, playing basketball, baseball players. You know, they just visualize constantly, you know, dunking the ball or swinging the bat or, you know, running that marathon. Got it. Well, by the way, if you are just tuning in, we're joined live here by our friend, our coach, um, Kat. And we also want to make sure you guys have her website. And don't forget, go to careerleveragecoach.com. We still have plenty to talk about and more time, of course, but just reminding everyone to do that. And uh, yeah, the importance of getting that resume refreshed and redone. And um, then there's also that the concept of People aren't reading them ourselves, right? It's it's a computer-generated thing. So you have to have certain key points, as you're talking about, in that resume, right, to stand out in these automated systems. Yes. So it's key to, when you're looking at a job, to look at the key words that are in that job description mm -hmm. and see how you might be able to incorporate some of them into your uh, particular role. Now, don't I, I don't recommend copy and pasting, do not mm -hmm. copy and paste the actual words. But, you know, if they're looking for uh, project management, deliverables, uh, yeah. sales goals, business development, just some of those key words to make sure that your uh, resume also has those in there can, can help people pull it together. Perfect. Good to know. All right. And we do still have more time, obviously. We've got five minutes left. Did you want to share some more positive outcomes of the work uh, that can, you know, become of visualizing and, uh, you know, the work that you're helping people to support them in finding that next job? 
Yes, yes. I did want to touch briefly on Gen Z, right? This newest generation, I wanted to say, is is changing the business culture. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, I'm really starting to see that movement. And I think it's amazing because Gen Z is about work-life balance. Yeah. They're about the holistic part and wellness part of, of jobs and not just the hierarchy and how can I get success, right? I'm sure there are people that are doing that, but there does seem to be this movement on how leaders are thinking about how do they keep these people here? How do, how do they retain these employees? A lot of Gen Zs, they'll, they, they're like, okay, this isn't working. I'm just going to go, right? <laughs> yep. What are your benefits? Yeah. Right? They, oh, and so they different. can. So they're they're making moves. Um, so that to me is very encouraging because it also helps support the work that I do, right? It's about empowering people. It's about getting people to kind of level up their own power, you know, own it in a confident way to to live the life that we want and seeing that kind of infused with leaders kind of having to having to look at this, right? They, they can't turn the page anymore. They, they do have to pay attention to it. So that's something that's a, a real positive move in the job force that's happening now. Awesome. Thank you. And I did want to just talk about two new programs I rolled out. Yes, please. Um, yes. So I have my two for career coaching. One is back yeah. to basics. Um, that's really just, I call it nitty gritty, right. maybe. Uh, it like gets, down gets down to yeah. the nitty gritty. Yeah, down to the nitty gritty. It's like, you know what? I want a new job. I kind of know what I want, but I haven't been in the job market. I need my resume <laughs> updated, right? Like, yep. what do I do? How do I even interview for mm-hmm. this? So that would be my nitty gritty, right? Back to the basics where I could just help someone like update it, get refreshed, get up to speed. So that's my first one. For The other one for career coaching is clarity and finding your passion. This I find is more what's happening. This is when a client comes to me and goes, I don't like my job anymore, but I have no idea what I want to do, right? And it's like, I'm old enough. Here's what I love. I'm old enough to know better and have experience. I'm young enough to make a difference, right? And make that change now to make my second half of career even better than my first. So those are to me sometimes the most exciting ones because we never know how it's going to turn out. And then my client and I go on this journey through assessments and questions and coaching to find out what's the sweet spot. Where do they, where do they, what do they really want to try? And then go, okay, what experience you have? How can we, you know, translate this into, into a job? So that's pretty exciting. It is. It is very exciting. We can transition, right? Let's remind everyone it happened during the pandemic. So many people switch careers, switch jobs. Is it scary? Yes. Do you need help? Yes. Who's the perfect person to call? Cat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Call her. Right. Inspire. Ignite. She's here to help you reinvent and, of course, leverage up, as she says, uh, with her coaching reimagine program. So unlock your true potential. Reach out to her, careerleveragecoach.com. And uh, also on social media. I know you're active there as well. And do you want to share a phone number? Uh, yes. My phone number is 203 309-1007. Awesome. And how did you want to end off for today? Um, I want to tell people, take a chance, take a risk, right? Be curious. If you're thinking about making a job change, yep. just start looking into it. Journal, write it down. You have an idea, share it. That's the first thing that we have to do to kind of get our energy moving, to get unstuck if, if we're feeling that way. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kat. You have a fantastic day, okay? And looking forward to the next time we get to connect. Thank you.
Thanks, Jill. All Bye-bye right. Now. Thank you to all of our listeners and viewers. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.